Good morning, everybody. It's Monday. It's Monday the 26th already. We're nearly at the end of the month. Where does it go? And it seems like yesterday I was saying the same thing about October. Thank you for joining me. I'm back here this morning. This is your property news update. Hey folks, if you haven't done it already, if you could head over to that review button, regardless of what platform you're listening on, it would be absolutely awesome if you could just hit that review button, just so we know we're doing the right thing here. So what's in the news today? Well, straight away today, first in, bailiffs have agreed to a government request not to enforce court orders against tenants in tier two and tier three locations. This means that evictions can still proceed through the courts, but bailiffs will not enforce court orders in areas such as Greater Manchester, Merseyside, London, Wales and much of the northeast of England. Justice Secretary Robert Buckland has written to bailiffs and has written to the trade associations requesting they do not carry out physical evictions in those areas within the strictest coronavirus controls. He wrote, we would request that your members should instruct the enforcement agents working under their authorization not to enter properties that are classified as local alert level two or three. Buckland describes the situations as changing rapidly and under continual review. The High Court Enforcement Officers Association has agreed to the request, which means that in effect, tenants in tier two and three areas will not be evicted until at least January the 12th. This is because the Ministry of Housing, Communities and Local Government has already announced a suspension of evictions across England and Wales over the Christmas period between the 11th of December and the 11th of January. A landlord has been prosecuted following the death of a tenant in a house fire at a HMO said to have inadequate fire safety precautions. The case was brought by Luton Council working with Bedfordshire Police and Bedfordshire Fire and Rescue Service against landlord Bagwent Sagu. The fire broke out at the property on March the 27th, 2019, originating in the first floor rear bedroom occupied by Evaldas Grisukas, who died in the incident. Another resident attempted to help the victim, but that resident sustained burns, suffered smoke inhalation and was himself significantly injured. The court heard that the premises were occupied by seven people at the time of the fire and the judge concluded that there were inadequate fire precautions. In particular, there were no fire doors and although some fire detection was present, it is not clear if it worked. There were no interlinked mains alarm system as required by law. Sagu pleaded guilty to a charge under the Regulatory Reform Fire Safety Order 2005 relating to a failure to take general fire precautions placing persons at risk of death or serious injury in the case of a fire. He accepted that he was the manager, but he said he believed the property had been let as a single tenancy. The judge commented that he ought to have known who was in the house and would have done had he carried out regular inspections. Sagu was sentenced to four months imprisonment, suspended for 12 months with a fine 
of £20,000 and £12,000 costs. A spokesman for the council says we are committed to keeping residents safe and inadequate fire safety in HMO just is not acceptable. We expect landlords to put the safety of their tenants first and are pleased to see this sentencing handed down. Campaigning charity Shelter is back on the warpath against private landlords, criticising how much of the country's temporary accommodation budget for the homeless is spent within the private rental sector. Government figures show almost 1.2 billion has been spent providing temporary accommodation for homeless households between April 2019 and March 2020. This has increased by 9% in the last year and 55% in the last five years. Of the total spent on temporary accommodation by councils in England, last year Shelter claims that 87% of it went to private landlords, letting agents or companies. The amount of money being paid to these private accommodation providers has increased 66% in the last five years from 621 million in 2014-2015 to 1 billion in 2019-2020. Some 38% of the money paid to private accommodation providers was spent on emergency bed and breakfasts, a 73% rise in five years. It is outrageous that almost 1.2 billion a year is spent on often shoddy and expensive temporary accommodation because of the lack of social homes. It's a false economy for taxpayers' money to be used to pay private landlords for grotty emergency bed and breakfasts, which can be so terrible to live in that families end up deeply traumatised. And that's a claim from Polly Neat, who is the chief executive of Shelter. She then switches her attack to the shortage of social housing. The decades of failure to build social homes means too many people on lower incomes are stuck in unstable private rentals, increasing their chance of becoming homeless. This cycle of destitution persists when those who lose their homes turn to the council for help. Because councils have so little social housing left, they can't alleviate their homelessness for good. All they can do is pay over the odds for insecure temporary accommodation. If the government fails to act on this crisis, the economic chaos of the pandemic is only going to make what is already an, un uh, an awful situation a lot worse, as even more people are forced into homelessness. A Connell's staff member has reportedly been suspended for working as a dominatrix whilst in her office. The Daily Star, oh it must be true then, the Daily Star says that the staff member, who was a mortgage advisor, posted social media requests for an office slave and asked her followers to send her cash. She tweeted, I'm in the office, pay to see me take off my shoes and socks, losers. The star claims the employee who worked in Hertfordshire operated a so-called financial dominatrix with her mother. The paper says that this involves demanding cash from submissive men whose sexual fetish is to send money to dominant women. She added to her social media posts the hashtag hashtag paypigs and hashtag office bitch and hashtag payslave. A spokesman for Connells is quoted as saying, 
This behavior is not tolerated by our business and we can confirm that the colleague concerned has been suspended with immediate effect pending further investigation. Whilst our investigation is taking place, it is not appropriate for us to comment further. So there you have it, folks. That is today's news. As I say, please head over to that review button. It would be awesome if you could leave a review. And don't forget, no matter what you do today, make sure you have some fun. I'll be back here tomorrow. Take care. 